I'm here today with uh, Adam from Ribs and Niles. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you today? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's been a crazy, fun festival season for us. Yeah, today's, today was awesome. Where else have you been on your run? What, what were the highlights so far? Uh, so we got here a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I guess a couple weeks ago now at this point we played uh, Brutal Assault. Uh, like we basically stepped off the plane and onto the Brutal Assault stage. And that was awesome. And then uh, a couple days later we played uh, Alcatraz. Oh yeah. And we've done some cl club dates with uh, Suffocation and, and Decapitated and, and, a, and a few other cool bands. But yeah, and then ended up here, and we got uh, Motoculture in France, and the day after tomorrow, and then we're heading home. Nice. I bet you're not close to Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, we're only going to be home for a very short time, and then we have a, a United States tour to go on, so awesome. always busy. Do you, do you get festivals like Arc Tangent, um, where you live, or... Um... No. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I guess the closest thing to something like this would be like heavy Montreal in Canada. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of places try to do big festivals in the states, and it seems like it's very hard to work out and to, to keep keep it going. Uh, we were actually supposed to sort of end this time together doing a, a big festival festival in the states, and like a lot of the bands complained about uh, the promoters. Issues they're having with promoters, and it spiraled out of control. And the next thing, now it's canceled. Like the whole thing. Oh really? Yeah, That's it's nice. crazy. There was a big, big press, a huge mess over it. So now we're just not playing that. <laughs> so these things happen, I guess, in the live circuit. What's that? These things happen, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. It, it makes it makes you feel fortunate to come over to a place like this and yeah. and, and do, do this thing. Yeah. Have you been able to catch any of the other bands? Yeah, 
I had to name a couple of them, I guess, uh, like when I was younger, I, I like, I, when, especially starting to play like the, the bigger basses, like uh, Primus was a was a big was a big deal for me. Uh, Les Claypool, you know, he just is like not even like what he did was like amazing and like crazy, but it's like sort of off the rails too. And like you know, before before I really got into stuff like that, like I, I just kind of figured you had to play bass one way. crazy bass lines in Pink Floyd, but uh, they're just very good. It's tasteless. Yeah, that's, I always like, even though I'm playing a crazy, like, six-string bass and, like, I can do a lot of technical stuff, my, my favorite, like, thing to do is really draw it back in and play, like, with the kick drum and make sure it sounds good. I think it's important, um, I'm a guitarist first, but when I have played bass, it's important to lock in uh, and then do the embellishments on top of that. Right, right. It's uh, it's easy to get carried away with the like the amount that you can do when it's sometimes better to just do less and make it sound better. That's that's, that's pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, um, a, bit, a little bit about Rivers of Nile, I guess. Uh, well, the work's been out for about a year now, give or take. Um, what were you expecting or hoping to come from that album? Well. Um, what I was expecting and what I was ho hoping are, I guess, different, <laughs> um, because at, where Owl's Know My Name, like, was such a, a huge hit for us, and it, it, I guess it put our, our name in a lot of people's minds uh, for the first time, and, and uh, was, you know, wildly successful as far as we're concerned, but so, so to follow it up, not an easy task, especially considering at the time we had to do it was when COVID was in full swing and the band, you know, we don't live all in the same town, like we're not just down the street, like, so like traveling was very difficult, so it took like, you know, just amidst all the craziness and depression of the time, it took a lot of effort to like even create the thing. You know, and we all had such crazy stuff going on in our lives. Like, Owls was so successful for us and sent us on such a crazy ride that by the end of that touring cycle, it felt like it was time for the world to just shut down. And, and like, we were, like, really burned out. And so maybe uh, it wasn't a bad thing that you got some time at home. Just... Yeah, but, it, you know, on top of that, it was just, like, we got this time off and then it's, then it's like, well, maybe we never get to do this again. Maybe that's how this ends. It felt like that. It, yeah. yeah. And so the, the, the dour feeling of that really translated into the work and I, I didn't really want to ignore it. I didn't want to like, I didn't want us to like kind of chicken out and, and just make another Where Owls Know My Name, make another easy record with a bunch of saxophone solos where we put all the best songs in the beginning and like you know just and we just market all the, the best stuff I wanted to do something I just wanted to do something different and I wanted to tell a, a story I wanted to tell a story and be real with 
time and it was important for me to make make music and words come together to communicate to the listener because it was such a dark time and it, and I thought for me it was important to like let people know that like this is us too like it's I know like it's easy to, to find bands like to be into bands and like they feel a million miles away from your life but we experience the hardship too and like through that you know we express like the you know the crazy expectation of that people had for our, our return and whatever but I, I think what we did was you know pushed the boundaries even further, we did things we were afraid to do, uh, and, you know, we knew it was going to make some people, like, like, you know, shy away, maybe even just at first, but, like, from the time it's, it's start, we started promoting it to now, I've seen the, the appreciation and acceptance of the album just, like, grow so much. Yeah, it's a grower of an album, I'll just it's an album that grows on you. Yeah, and it's it's meant to. Like it's kind of got this this uh, quality to, to it that like it like lays eggs in your brain, and, and uh, it just makes you like once you're done with it, it makes you want to just go go like what and just go back and start it again. And I, and that's kind of the effect I, I wanted it to have. You know? Yeah, for for me it was more expensive, more expansive than ours, which was more expansive than the work before it. But like. Where would you go next? Like, would, can you go more expansive? Is it about more influences? Like, how are you approaching it? Um, I mean, it's hard for me to say right now because you know that's the future, and uh, we're still where we are currently. But you, I, I think if I think if I had to, you know, make any guesses, I, I think we've we've done done these four records now, and and know what tools are in our toolkit and what we can do well and what we can improve on and I think what we'll do next is really analyze that whittle it down and and make the best thing that we can I think that's the goal is to take what we already do as a band the best and really emphasize those things well, um, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but um, you know, for, for one last one, like, how, how do European audiences compare to when you're back home? Well, I mean, it depends. It depends where you are. It depends uh, where you are in, in Europe, and it depends on where you are in the States. Uh, but, you know, because we've had good crowds in both places, everywhere. But, you know, there's a big difference between a UK crowd for us and a German crowd, and uh, there's a big difference yeah. between, uh, you know, a Canadian, like a, uh, a crowd in, in like, let's say, New York City versus, like, Ohio. <laughs> so, uh, and it's, you know, it's all the day of the week. It's yes. how, mu how much alcohol is on tap in the <laughs> venue. Like, there's just so many factors. And at, the, at a certain point, you play enough shows where you're just like, whatever. We'll see. Well, I, if, if there's people there, I don't give a shit. Like we're gonna have, we're gonna do our best to have a good time, no matter where we are. And it's, you know, we just we come to the, the, the terms with like, we gotta bring rivers of Nile to the place, and yes. not the other way around. 
Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no problem. Really man. nice to meet you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels. For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website, www.theracersedge.rocks.